0: Welcome, everyone, to WRPX, your Wrestling Revolution podcast. How are you all doing? I'm your host, Antonio Garza. It's a beautiful, beautiful snowy day, and today we have a really fun show to talk about. Because we are talking about DDT, we are talking about Bound for Glory, and we are talking about today's Impact Wrestling episode as I am recording October 26, 27 actually, oh my god, I'm living in the past. But anyway, let's get into the first show that we reviewed for this week, and that is October 25th ddt road to ultimate party as we know ultimate party 2020 is taking place next tuesday uh, november the third so we are going to be previewing that full car but before that we had the last stop before the show and it's called road to ultimate party this took place at Korakuen Hall in tokyo japan and so we started the show with your usual um dark match this was Hideki Okatani versus Hiroshi Yamato uh, as we know Yamato joined Daisuke Sasaki after Daisuke got kicked out of damnation so he is like right now he's only second so he's getting some some matches now here and then uh but like i said that was just the opener uh dark, okay dark match uh we have the usual announcements by Imabayashi there was nothing really here other than they announced some dates for the Dio Grand Prix. They made some plugs for Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Princess. That's coming up soon too. And that was pretty much it. Uh, there was like a little skit with, with Don um uh, announcing he was going to like make a manga, which led to Nakamura interrupting him on the screen and telling him that he was going to go and squashed everyone in the ring. So by the time that Kamura got to the ring, then uh, Dino was already ready for him. So he just pretty much dropped him with a Dino driver and then he hit a, a Gotch-style Dino driver for the win. So just a squash, nothing match. Uh, the actual like wrestling started with Antonio Honda, Chris Brooks and Shun Katsumata versus Disaster Box. Uh, being Harashima and Toru Owashi and Yuki Onaya. This was pretty much your, like, second match comedy. Uh, We had, like, Owashi and Honda doing some comedy, obviously, about Owashi mimicking Honda and Honda style. Uh, Shunma worked the Babyface peril for a while, and we had, like, some good stuff between Brooks and Harashima and shunma and Uh, harashima there was a big like comedy spot where brooks and harashima fell in love and had a nice little dance together and they made me you know feel feelings Uh, but at the end it was owashi the lucha master winning with a magistral over honda so it was fun I, i gave it like about Two and a half stars. There's, there's not much wrestling to it, but it's just a fun match. Uh, but after the after this whole thing, uh Yashi did congratulate Owashi for his 20th anniversary wrestling. And he announced that he will be facing Gorgeous Matsuno for the O40 championship. Uh, for those who don't know, Gorgeous Matsuno is just like an old, old man. <laughs> And The O40 championship is just because it's for those that are old. So, obviously, Owashi didn't want to because he felt that that was gonna like derail his career. Uh, but Imajibashi pretty much threatened him that if he doesn't, then he'll just give Masuno all of the Owashi merch table earnings. So, Owashi pretty much had to accept the match. So, this is not happening at Ultimate Party, it's happening on a further date, but it is coming. We had Matt Polly versus Chinya Aoki. This was not much not much of a match. It was pretty short, but it was pretty fun because we don't usually see Polly do a lot of things in this one. He pretty much went to like pride on, on Aoki. And they had some good like Matt wrestling and Aoki was going for punches. And and you saw Polly like legit try to, like, escape uh, submissions and So it was really fun. Uh, at the end, Polly like, dominated a lot until Aoki managed to get out the ankle and put on a submission and submitted a Matt Polly, which was a given. Uh Chinyaki has a big match coming up in and, in and Ultimate Party, Polly's just, like, support. So it, it made sense. Uh, after the match, Aoki uh made a really surprising announcement that he was that like he had reconsidered things and that he didn't want to have the match with Takagi anymore. Uh so he relinquished the the title that he has. And, and so like obviously Mabayashi and Takagi were like, hey wait, 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 wait what the fuck? No 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 you can't just like relinquish what is going on. And so like Aoki walked out with without the title and Takagi like, he promised to the crowd that the match will happen one way or another. There was a press conference um, after this show the next day, and Aokis hasn't signed the contract for the match, but Takagi is still promising that the match will happen one way or another. So we'll, we'll see what happens. The, the match that they have signed is a, a weapons rumble match so the, the it's it's a match that's gonna be like full of shenanigans so like now aoki not being signed obviously is part of those shenanigans we had the match of all out being konosuke takashita and akito versus junritsu of jurakiyama and makoto oishi this was really fun this was really good um we, we pretty much had, like, two, well, three different, like, pair-ups here to, to make sense. We had Takashita versus Sakiyama, which is the one that they're building to. This was pretty much just, like, a brawl, just two guys going at it. Not, like, a, like a brawl outside the ring or anything, just, like, inside the ring. But, like, it wasn't, like, trying to work uh, limbs or anything. It was just pretty much, like, hit each other, like, strong style we had Akito and Oishi who were pretty much the seconds here and they were chasing each other's legs because both of their, their work mostly finishes with the leg. And then we had at the end Oishi versus Takeshita. And this was similar to the one we reviewed a couple of of weeks ago where Oishi went after Takeshita's leg and Takeshita just pretty much beat the shit out of Oishi. So, and, and that's what happened. Like, uh, it, it went pretty much until that, until uh, Takeshita won. But it's, it, it seemed like a high-angle ballplex, but not actually like grabbing the balls. But it looked pretty good. Um, Ta- Takeshita in the press conference said that wrestling Junaki Jama has pushed him into learning new things. And that includes moves. And that's why we've seen Takeshita pull out like new moves. And this was one of them this high angle, like, I wouldn't call it a German because it felt more like an electric chair, but it was pretty similar to that. But anyway, after the match, uh, Akijama, like Takeshita had the, the microphone, Akijama just threw it to the floor and said like, Hey, like, I don't want to exchange words. Let's just finish this in the ring. And so. Uh, Takeshita pretty much agreed, and he just said, I'll defeat you, Arota, you know. So this was pretty good. I I gave it about three stars, three stars and a half, um, because it was kind of short, but it was pretty good. And this is when the the show just, like, turned even into higher quality. It just became super great. We had the contract signing for... um, the Tetsuya, Endo, and Daisuke Sasaki match. This, um, it wasn't like super eventful or anything, but it, it really, in my opinion, it put Endo like just on another pedestal. Sasaki cut a promo pretty much saying that uh, ever since he was betrayed, blah, blah, blah. He's mad. He, he wants to fight. He's going to take the title, but like his, his delivery was pretty weak his content was pretty weak how and uh, but like in the, in the in the other hand like you had endo just cut an amazing promo it was short but it was just precise and it was like the the posture the mannerisms the intonation everything that that he had it was just like that of a champion you know and like there was a part where he said like look sasaki has to rely On cheating and attacking me from behind. And low blows and all that stuff. And you know what? I'm going to generously let him do it. Because all of that is because I am the champ. And Sasaki is nothing more than a B-lister wrestler. And, And it just like saying those words. And Sasaki just having to sit there. Like it really, really like made it seem that he will say the truth. Like he made Sasaki look like a B lister at that point. And so at the end, like they, they Sasaki kinda like lost his cool and started pushing Endo who like understandably attacked back. But then like throughout the whole thing, Imabayashi tried to to separate them and Sasaki took advantage and low blowed Endo and put in the cross face until they got like into a little pull apart. So, it, it, at first, when when Endo kicked Daisuke Sasaki out of damnation, I think it was kind of, like, weird because it seemed like Sasaki was going to be the babyface of this feud. But as, as, as it's been progressing, it's, at least to me, it's more clearly that Endo is still more babyface. And Sasaki is the one that's doing all the the trickery. Um, I can totally understand if people think that Sasaki is the babyface just because of of him being like the underdog and doing like the funny things, but Endo just comes off as like a super champion and like someone fighting with an honor, and and that's that's like what I see in Endo. That's why I like him. But uh. That, that was it that was just a contract signing they, they did have another like pull apart at the press conference where they just tore each other's like suits off um not much came from of it but that was it um uh, <clears throat> the next match was shima versus soma Takao. so Shima and Soma Takao are going to be tag teaming at Ultimate Party. And so prior to their match as a tag team, Shima said he wanted to wrestle Soma Takao just to like pretty much uh, see what he has and so they can like get in the same page and everything, which makes complete sense. But like in addition to that, we had like a little video package before the match of Soma Takao explaining that he had been following Shima for most of his career. Um Soma used to call himself Bima. And now he wanted to to wrestle Shima. And so we had like a really great back and forth match. It wasn't it wasn't heated or anything. It was just like straight up good wrestling. It was it was pretty smart because they didn't do any like working up the limbs or anything, which makes sense. Like, why would you want to like programmatically injure your future tag team partner? So it was just like them, like hitting big moves or doing a lot of roll-up attempts, stuff like that. Uh, just a battle for supremacy, but like not particularly trying to injure your, your opponent. And at the end, Shima won with a rob- uh, the running double knee uh, and then followed up with a Meteora. After the match, Shima put over Soma as saying that today, like Soma had fulfilled one of his dreams that was to wrestle him and that he had graduated from Bima to Shima and that at ultimate party, maybe he will graduate to Dima. So it was just fun. Like Shima, it's always fantastic. Takao is a great talent, uh, underrated in my opinion. So it was just a great, great match. I went with four stars. And I have high, high hopes for the ultimate party match. And then we came into, <clears throat> this is two matches, but in a way, it's just one match. But it was, in my opinion, some of the best tag team wrestling that I've seen this whole year. First, we had the KOD six-man Tag Team title match where Eruption being Kasusada Higuchi, Saki Akai, and Joukiyo Sakaguchi, defended the titles against Disaster Box, being Kazuki Hirata, Naomi Yoshimura, and Yuki Ueno. After that, we had the KOD Tag Team Title Match, which was to lose being the same Naomi Yoshimura and Yuki Ueno, the champions, defending against Eruption, the same... Kasusada Higuchi, and Jukyo Sakaguchi. So you had back-to-back title matches between these guys. The only difference was that after the first match, Hirata and Saki Akai just became seconds. But everything that happened in the first one eventually had repercussions in the second one. So it was just a, a fantastic, pretty much like 40 to 50-minute uh like run of of tag team wrestling and it was fantastic and and, and the booking of each match made complete uh logic uh, when you connect them together so so the first match let's go with it uh it was just mostly fast-paced action-packed uh wrestling this was like your typical i don't know like dragon gate or or pwg six man where you, you start off to like parrying off with each other then someone gets cut off and, and becomes like the baby facing pearl for a while in this case it was hirata and then we got the hot tag and then everything like everything just breaks loose and you have people running all over the place and it's like a lot of spots and you had your 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 certain like pair ups that just merge together and, and work perfectly you know In in this case being joshimura and higuchi who just like like knife edge chopped the fuck out of each other and it was just fantastic uh, higuchi has right now one of like the stiffest um chops at least in japan uh it, it's one of those to just sound like a gunshot and, and Yoshimura can sometimes do them too uh he's He's a pretty big boy, so with pretty big hands. So sometimes he, he has, like, a really good job. So it was just, like, straight up the set. Juki Ueno and Sakaguchi had, like, pretty, pretty uh, good sequences. Uh, Sakaguchi really, like, put on his working boots today uh, now that he wasn't doing a lot of comedy. And and surprisingly, also, who had his working boots on were was uh, Hirata Kazuki because Hirata is, is one of those comedy acts of your second match uh he's one of those that dance a lot like the last review we had of ddt was hirata versus Doncho dino and a match where that was like testicle groping and dancing and now he's like here just fighting for the six men tag t- tag team titles and it was just fantastic wrestling he he really looked great he, he still managed to get like a couple laughs here and there, but it was, he was just fantastic. And, and so the, the thing that the most important thing here is the match ends with Sakaguchi locking in a sleeper on Weno. And he chokes him out, like just straight up chokes him out. The doctor has to come in and, and pretty much wake him up again before the next match. And so, that's that's how we're ending this match, with Weno choked out. Hirata cannot uh, participate, obviously, in the next match, and so we have Yoshimura. and And the next match starts, and Weno just just barely woke up. He's still kind of groggy, but the match clicks in, and he jumps Sakaguchi, and the first thing that happens is Sakaguchi knocks him out again because. Obviously, Weno was not was not ready. And so, he, like, Weno's down, Yoshimura has to go 2-1-1 against Higuchi and Sakaguchi. Neither men are easy contenders, and together they just become beasts. And so, like, a large part of the match was Yoshimura uh, being now the babyface in peril and trying to survive because he didn't even have someone to talk to. Like, it's not that the, the ring was being cut in two he just like had to wrestle by himself because Bueno was in the floor like currently being revived by Harashima who was there and, and Hirata you know and eventually when when things start to look like just bad for Yoshimura Bueno finally wakes up and he comes in and and he's still that good but he he takes the tag and it's it's not a hot, hot tag because he he has no momentum behind him he's He's still groggy he's still like his punches are are weakish but he's fighting he's fighting and he's he's using pretty much his speed to like dodge and, and, and attack and the match goes on like like that for a while uh eruptions just dominating 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 uh Nautilus is trying to, to start comebacks and they do sometimes uh, we, we had like another great Joshimura and Higushi just like slap off and they were like hitting each other with everything but at the end uh Higushi he he gave Joshimura like a really really ugly sounding headbutt he had his fingers there but I don't even know if he hit the fingers it, it just sounded like terrible but he hit it and then he delivered a powerbomb pretty much and and won the match and so eruption now has both the kod six-man tag team titles and the kod tag team titles they hold five titles as a three person unit you know so that's that is fantastic um there are certain things that come out of this uh, but before that I do want to mention there was one thing that I, I didn't like about this match uh, and it happened in the first be, uh, between Naomi Yoshimura and Saki Akai. It, it was one of those spots where Yoshimura doesn't like take Saki Akai seriously because she's a woman and so she doesn't want to, he doesn't want to wrestle her and so it, like he he pushes her away and he's like come on like challenging the guys and so you have like Saki Akai trying to punch her way back and like to to get Yoshimura some respect. And eventually she does get respect like from him. But I just hate those those spots, especially like when Yoshimura is supposed to be a baby face. It, it just drops me the wrong way. And and like why is Yoshimura like not taking her seriously if he He... Is challenging for her title. Like, she's already the champion. She's the one that doesn't have to prove anything, you know? Like, Joshimura's the one that shouldn't be taken seriously at this point because he's not the one with the title. So, like, that that roughed me the wrong way. But nonetheless, I, I went with 4.5 stars for, for this thing. It was just... Like I said, some of the best tag team wrestling that I've seen all year. Now to lose is... It's probably my number two spot for best tag team in the world uh, of the year. Uh, The North from Impact being the first. But now Toulouse is is up there, you know, and it's probably because I don't see him as often as as, as I see the North. But anyway, at the end, uh, Eruption, I remember cut like a promo pretty much saying that now Toulouse and Hidata with strong competition, and so they hoped to to wrestle again because it was fun and, and blah, blah, blah. I put them over the, the big thing happening here is um, in the press conference. The next day, Naomi just said that after ultimate party, he's going to be uh, taking a sabbatical because he has an injury in his back. And so it sounds like he wants to either get surgery or just uh, rehab. But like, so he, he told when like i want to this band nautilus um and when i was like i mean come on like we don't need to disband. like you do your thing and, and when we do come back like we'll get back to better but like joshua was like nah man i like i don't want to like slow you down or anything You to your thing and so i don't think they're they're I mean, yeah, like, they're, they're not going to disband. I'm pretty sure we're going to see him together again when Yoshimura comes back. But at least for the time being, Yoshimura will be out. And I think it's... Um, like, he doesn't have, like, a, a timeline. He just said he's going to be gone for a while. So it may be a couple of months. It may be a whole year, uh, depending on, on how he progresses. So it, it sucks because Yoshimura is young and he's up and coming. And so... There is a chance that if you leave Yuki Ueno by himself for a full year, he will become like top level, like main eventer in DDT. And which could be good or bad for for Yoshimura, depending on how he comes back and and what he can bring out once he does. So that was uh, DDT Road to Ultimate Party 2020. Uh, like I said, I thought this show was great. It was like as a go-home show, it wasn't that good because there's they didn't really touch on many of the matches. Uh, and some of them did, but like not really. But as a show by itself, I thought it was fantastic. The whole eruption versus disaster box and now to lose like back-to-back. Like I said, some of the best things that I've seen this year uh and the the shima and Takao was really fun the contract signing like at least for tetsuya endo was really really good and even the comedy and the when brooks and harashima fell in love like that was like nice you know it, it's it's one of those things that the cult of current will not like but it was really really nice and so having gone through that show let's let's do a quick preview of ultimate party like i said this is taking place on november the 3rd uh it's gonna be early so by the time we can review uh next week's show we'll probably be able to to talk about this so we have several matches <laughs> it's a lot of matches but we have two matches that are going to be uh your dark matches. Uh, hopefully they're they're going to be in the broadcast, but the first one is Keigo Nakamura versus Hideki Okatani. It's your two uh DDT young boys wrestling each other. I mean, there's nothing to it. They always do this this matches these guys. Uh and we have Hiroshi Yamato and Hoshitango versus Mizuki Watase and Jukenaya. This how this sounds like incredibly boring because I'm not a big fan of of Naya and Watase. Sometimes borries the fuck out of me. But I mean, it's gonna be a dark match. Yamato, I find for some reason like appealing. I don't know why, uh, but I do. And then we have the start of the show. <clears throat> uh. The first match is the Mao In Ring Return Match. Uh, Mao has been injured for a while, so now he's finally returning, and he is going to wrestle Shunma Katsumata. This sounds, I mean, it sounds fun. I'm guessing Mao's just gonna win uh, as a returning guy. Mao, before he left for injury, was wasn't is super over. He is. He's a pretty boy, but not in the sense of uh, Takeshita. He's a pretty boy, like, in a more funny way. And and he's really good. He's a really good wrestler, like, a lot of energy. Uh, I'm really happy he's back. And so, I mean, him and and Katsumata should have, like, a pretty decent match. Uh, We have Dancho Kudino versus Akito. Uh, I don't believe there's anything to this match, but... It's going to be one, like a cool combination to enjoy in the second match. Uh, I mean, we know Dino is going to do his whole like groping thing. But Akito is a really serious wrestler. Uh, for those that don't know, he is part of the president's or leadership of DDT. So it's going to be like a good contrast there. We have the... KOD, uh, six-man champions, tag team champions. I don't know if they're defending because it doesn't say anything. I don't think they're defending. But you do have to believe that there are stakes involved in this match. But it's a four-way trios match with Eruption, Kazusada, Higuchi, Tokyo Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai fighting... Toru Owashi, Naomi Yoshimura, and Kazuki Hirata of Disaster Box. Again, this is Yoshimura's probably last match for a while. And then they are fighting Dem Hearts. Uh, this combination being of Matt Polly, Lindaman, and Nobuhiro Shinomatami. And that should that's a good team. Uh, Lindaman versus many of these guys is going to be fantastic. <laughs> And then we have, like, uh, Super Salsa Dango Machine, Makoto Oishi, and Antonio Honda, which is pretty much your your comedy uh, team because Honda and Super Salsa Danga Machine are always comedy. Oishi jumps between comedy and, and really good wrestling, depending on if he's wrestling along with Akiyama. But for this, it's probably going to be a lot of uh, comedy. Uh, there's going to be some pretty good wrestling, probably between, like, Higuchi, Man, um Shimatami is pretty good, Hirata maybe he wants to Joshimura, obviously. Uh we're gonna have like some big man stuff with Nat Pauly. Owashi, Higushi. So I am really, really looking forward to this whole like chaotic four-way trios match. We have uh the DDT Extreme Championship match. This is the weapon rumble match. So that that's exactly what it sounds like. A weapons rumble match is a match where a weapon enters the match every minute. Uh and this is Aoki versus Chan uh, Sanshiro Takagi. At this point the the, the match is announced, but it, there's no contract signed. Aoki doesn't have the title anymore. I I don't know if he's like officially vacated the title, but he doesn't have it in his possession. Uh in theory this match wouldn't happen but takagi is promising that the match will happen so if anything else something will happen and it's going to be one of those like also really ddt chaotic stuff that it's that are worth watching uh this is the type of match that generates gifts we have the special 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 Tag team match Harashima Fuji versus Shima Soma. And this is Harashima and Naomi Marafuji versus Shima and Soma Takao. And I don't know if you recognize the importance of this match. Um, Marafuji and Shima have only wrestled once in their whole career. And they were also in trios and they had one match where they were in the same tag team and, and that trios match where they fought each other happened uh, 2007 so way more than a decade I, I am so so hyped to see Shima and marufuji wrestle each other at this point like more than shima and harashima who are who should be a fantastic thing and more than marufuji and soma who should also be like a good thing like marufuji and shima just sounds like one of those three matches that you you never realize that you never seen it until it's right in your face so Mm -hmm. i'm really really excited for this one Uh, we know marufuji loves ddt because it's the one place where he gets to do all the crazy shit that uh noah doesn't want him to do and and likewise i think chima also enjoys just being able to to do like chill stuff and 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 at this point you you have to believe that soma Takao is going to like he's likely to be the guy that's going to take the fall but he will probably work his ass off just to like keep up with marufuji shima and harashima who are all like aces like see it this way harashima marufuji and shima are aces of their own promotions and that is something huge so this should be fantastic um the next match we have the ddt universal championship match where chris brooks defends against juki ueno so juki already like getting a slight push um beyond Nautilus this is probably the reason why also like they lost the titles before ultimate party so that uh Weno could have like a big match at ultimate party and I I can totally see Weno winning um because the the DDT universal championship hasn't really been used that much Chris Brooks was the first champion and then he lost it to Sasaki it's just like he just pretty much wasted the title uh, and until Brooks won it again. And, like, this is the third defense for Brooks. He had a pretty great match with Drew Parker, and he's had, like, other defenses already. But I, I don't know. I haven't really been paying much attention to how Brooks is doing in the company. He is definitely, like, being portrayed as someone strong. Like, you do not have... Uh, a championship just because you know but I can see when winning just so he can start like having singles uh, titles uh, while Endo does his thing and and that's pretty much like I, I don't know where Brooks would go if he loses I wouldn't mind if Brooks chases tag team wrestling uh, maybe with Drew Barker I don't know. This one, I, I, it could go either way. I think, uh, but I think Weno has like a really, really big chance of winning. The semifinal is a special singles match. It's Junaki Yama versus Konosuke Takashita. This match is probably one of the matches with the most built. Actually, it's probably the one with the most built uh, going into Ultimate Party. These two have been feuding. Pretty much since Akiyama decided to join DDT. Uh, it's been all out versus Junratsu uh, pretty much all the time. So at this point, it has all the heat that it needs. Akiyama, you know, he he has said Like, he doesn't dislike Takeshita. Like, uh, on contrary, like, he came to DDT because he wants to help Takeshita grow. Like, it just happens that Akiyama's is, like, a really grumpy stiff old man and and so he sometimes comes off as a heel but he's he's here because he wants to help guys like Takeshita advance to the next level and Takeshita likewise like he respects Akijama like he, he he's just gonna take it to him you know because he also wants to prove that he can be the leader of, of motion and so I, this should be like really good every time they have fought and tag team matches, when they when they pair up, it's it's good. Like Akiyama is really, really putting all the effort that he had in, in in All Japan Pro Wrestling in the last two years. And now he's legit putting it here. So it should be a great, great match. And finally, we have the main event, uh, the KOD Openweight Championship match. Tetsuya Endo defending against Daisuke Sasaki. This is the third defense for Endo. He has defeated uh guys like Weno already. So Endo he's pretty much on a roll right now. He he is definitely like right now the ace of the company. He is the top of the totem pole. If like Takeshita's right next to him, but even so like Tetsuya just feels like the champion um so this should be this is gonna be weird because Daisuke Sasaki in my opinion is not a good wrestler I do not like him so he (laughs) I think this is gonna feel like evil versus Naito for a lot of people uh and I'm gonna feel it here so we'll we'll see how it goes I I don't recall ever seeing Endo and Sasaki wrestle so I don't know how they like their chemistry is but uh, I don't know, like, Endo, I, I really hope Endo wins for sure. Uh, if Sasaki wins, I think it's going to be like a terrible move for DDT. Sasaki is not your, your champion. He's not your face of the company. Endo is. The, the dude is fucking ripped. He's a handsome man, like everything. He just looks like a champion. Uh, so it'd be really, really stupid to give it to Sasaki. But we'll see i don't know (laughs) i I am worried because it's ultimate party it's a big card uh but i do hope that endo wins this is a match that uh if not for covid it would have been tetsuya endo versus kenny omega and that would have been crazy and amazing (laughs) but everything happens for a reason and now we have daisuke satsuki that's that's going to be our main event you know so Overall, I think it looks like a really fun show. It looks super long, uh, which, I mean, it's okay. I, I don't mind it, it if it's fun, and it definitely looks fun. So, like I said, um, this takes place next Tuesday, uh, November the 3rd. Hopefully, it will be available to review before we record the, the next week's show. So, cross your fingers. And that was DDT um i didn't really watch much more japanese wrestling this week we know we had a uh, the road to power struggle from new japan the chaos defended the six-man never openweight titles against the techers and doki i've heard it was fantastic but i honestly didn't watch it i after the g1 i am taking my little break from new japan uh because it is really heavy i will probably come back for progress struggle um but until then i i am taking a little break however the other show that, that took place this weekend in the united states the most uh it was a pretty uh, big show uh, it made a lot of noise uh, for some news here and there and i do believe this was the only uh important show that happened this weekend in the u.s and that was Impact Wrestling, Bound for Glory 2020. Uh, October 24th, 2020, Nashville, Tennessee. This was the the big, big night for Impact Wrestling. They, they usually say that for Slammiversary and Bound for Glory. So I don't know what they really believe, but this is the night where they usually do like their Hall of Fame induction. And their their this is their big end of, of the year show pretty much because they don't have another pay-per-view until January so let's get to it Uh, overall I thought it was a good show Uh, there were some stinkers for sure and we're going to talk about them but overall I think it was a good show Um, the main event was fantastic I can already say that and there's a lot of of news coming from this Uh, some good some bad but let's get to it Let's go to the top. We had the Exhibition Championship Scramble match. Rohi Raju versus Trey McGill versus Jordan Grace versus Chris Bay versus TJP versus Willie Mack. I went with about two and a half starts, maybe three. Uh, it was okay. Like, the wrestling is good. It was just, like, not particularly anything special. Uh, the story was pretty much that everyone wanted to get their hands on Rohi Raju. <clears throat> so, 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 um he pretty much had to dodge and and trick around himself and just leave the ring all, all the you know the heel stuff to to like escape and so meanwhile we had some pretty decent wrestling from everyone else like we had a great tjp versus Chris bay sequence at one point tjp had like four different submissions under four different people so it was like that type of, of exhibition match where like with the crazy spots, you know, um, like a, a good opener should be. And at the end, the spot uh, was that TJP hit the Mamba Splash on Trey Miguel. And Rohit jumped in with a with a knee, took out TJP and, and pinned Trey Miguel to retain the title. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week that Rohit, being the sneaky, uh, still European at the last second type of guy had like a good chance of winning and so he did and that is likely going to be <clears throat> the direction for T- for Rohir and, and TJP uh, I think TJP has a good claim for a rematch and so we'll see where it goes because uh, we are going to talk about the impact traffic report in a bit and they didn't actually go into it so we'll see where it goes um uh, we, throughout the show, we had some wedding skits. I don't think they're worth mentioning. It was just like wedding skits. But the next match was your, the Call Your Shot gauntlet. This is uh, pretty much a 20-person me- uh, rumble. It's intergender. Uh, you, you do have men and women wrestling each other. And so here's the... I'm going to give you the, the order of participants. We started with Rhino. Sean Dabari who made his return, Larry D, Crazy Steve, A.C. Romero, Tanil Dashwood, Habuk, Brian Myers, Swoggle, who also returned, Tommy Dreamer, Alicia Edwards, Kira Hogan, Taya Balkyrie, Falaba, The Cowboy James Storm, who also made his return, Adam Thornstow, Luster the Legend, Heath, sammy callahan and hernandez so as you can see the roster's is not particularly awesome <laughs> like aside from sammy rhino james storm and heath who were like the like the final four because they had like the most storyline going into them like the rest was just like a lot of filler Like, uh, yes, you have, like, your your Taya's and your Kira Hogan's and your Tenils, who are great wrestlers. But we knew they were not going to win. And so they pretty much came in and came out. Like, it was was pretty bad. Um, The match did go over 20 minutes because it obviously is 20 participants. So it takes a while to bring them all out. But uh, I don't know, like, uh, the, the best thing that I can say is that everyone had their spot and they did their thing and they got out like they, they, they did this as fast as humanly possible given the 20 person roster. So I don't know. I went with like also like 2.5, maybe two and, and one quarter stars. Um, there's really not much to say. Rhino at the end won, so that means Heath can get a contract and they can challenge for a title and a, a new point. So, I mean, care for them. We're, I think we're finally going to be over with the whole Heath getting a job storyline, which kind of sucked. Uh, but that's it. Um, I the, the one thing that made some noise here is so obviously James Storm. I don't know if James Storm is going to be Uh, Returning to the promotion, actually, um, there's really no news on that. Um, He wasn't, I can already tell you, he wasn't in the Fallout episode. So, I have no idea. I do not think he's back in the promotion. I think it was just like a one-off because he does live, I I think, close by. Uh, Then... Oh man, we, we went into like th- this is probably like w- the lowest point for me. We went into Moose versus EC3. This has been a feud storyline, whatever you want to call it, that I've been dreading for weeks now. It's been a lot of like uh, cryptic promos by EC3 and just like cinematic like shenanigans, but like not the cool ones. And so. This was another cinematic match, uh, which in my opinion didn't really need to be one because they just had a match pretty much. Uh, It just, I think they wanted like a really dark atmosphere and it ended up being pretty bloody, uh, fake blood. But I, I, so I guess those are good reasons to make it cinematic. Uh, the, The story here is that AC3 is trying to push Moose to be a legit champion and not just like one that proclaims himself to be a champion and so he 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 pretty much decided to like i'm gonna beat moose up to push moose to beat me up so he can unleash like the killer instinct and and at the end he like moose kind of did And so, like I said before, like, if this whole thing leads to Moose becoming, like, the the real world champion, I'm all for it. But the road has been pretty bad, in my opinion. So, we'll see where it goes. Uh, But, yeah, like, I did not enjoy this match at all. I think it dragged way too long for what they were trying to do. We had a recap of the Ken Shamrock Hall of Fame induction. Uh, nothing really noteworthy in my opinion other than the rock was uh he had his video, so you can now say that the rock has been on impact <laughs> at least once. But this led to Ken Shamrock versus Eddie Edwards. This was This wasn't good. I also went with like about two point two and three quarters uh maybe maybe three uh stars it wasn't good but it was way better than i expected or that it had like any right to be uh eddie edwards bless his heart he got a good match out of ken shamrock shamrock kept it safe he kept it to two punches and knees and and matt wrestling it, it really felt like an mma match And so it was good. The only bad thing is that Shamrock's punches sometimes either come off like looking super fake and slow, and sometimes they look super stiff and real. So it's like a really weird combination, but uh, it also has to do a lot with how Eddie sometimes just like tosses himself into the punch, and and it helps a lot. But overall, it was just like Shamrock... uh, working on Eddie for a while, and then Eddie made a comeback. And at the end, we, we had like a slightly shitty uh, finish. Uh, we had Eddie really coming close to to finishing Shamrock with the Boston Knee Party, and then Simon Callahan interfered. Eddie took out Callahan, but the distraction gave Shamrock the opening to lock in the ankle lock and submit Eddie Edwards. I... I'm guessing this is going to probably lead to Callahan versus Edwards again. I hope not. But given the state of the main event right now, I think they will like they're either doing Callahan versus Swan again or Edwards versus Callahan again. I I just have the feeling. I don't know how I feel about either of those at this point. I think we've seen them. That's why I'm I'm really pushing for Moose just become the world champion at this point. We led into the Impact Tag Team Championship match. This was the Motor City Machine Guns, the champions defending against the North, against the Good Brothers, and against Ace Austin and Matt Munfulton. There was a big angle before the match where the North attacked Saban and Shelly. And the big thing here was that Josh Alexander hit a pal driver on Shelly on the ramp. And so Shelly had to be taken out of the match and Savin had to go in there by himself. And so you have uh, your your champion pretty much uh, working in a handicap match. And and so half of the match was the North, Ace Austin and MmL Fulton taking turns to work on Savin, And then Saban would have to forcibly do a hot tag with either of the good brothers. And, and that pretty much happened twice. We, we did have like some good sequences where Savin uh, had his like little comebacks and he started kicking ass and, and it was fun. But at the end, uh, everything came down to the north. Well, it was Josh Alexander and Carl Anderson, the last two legal men, but it came down to the north. Working together, um, Paige hit Anderson with a briefcase. No, with the title. I'm sorry. There's no briefcases here. With a title, and Josh Alexander took advantage and and pinned Anderson to regain the titles. I thought this was a really good match. I gave it four stars. Uh, Everyone was fantastic. Saving as the babyface in Pearl was fantastic. And it was just overall good. Uh, you could tell that Anderson and Gallows had their working boots on. Uh, they don't always, at least, yeah, like they don't always have them on. And, and, and they for sure had them on here. So it was pretty good. Uh, I am really happy that the North regains the titles. Uh, I, it, it It's just extending the good brothers winning the titles, uh, which is probably going to happen soon. But I, I don't mind the North, in my opinion, are the best tag team this year. And so I'm just happy to see them win. And, and in a way, it's going to give the Motor City Machine Guns, like, an argument of why they deserve you know, to, to get the tunnels back. So it was good. Uh, so we go into the Knockouts Championship. That was Diana Purrasso defending, no, not Kylie Ray, but Su Young. So the thing here is that the news at least is that Kylie Ray no-showed uh everyone believed she was uh well not that they believed like everyone knew she was in town because she rode uh to town with a group of wrestlers but once it came down to the show she never went to the arena she wouldn't answer messages she wouldn't answer calls um and so impact said okay let's let's wait as much as we can for her to arrive and and she didn't and that's why they they still ran all the promotion until the very end because they were really really hoping that kylie ray was going to make it in time but she didn't and so they just went with too young and said like hey do you have your gear put some like face paint on uh it's okay if you don't have your full gear because she she usually wrestles in like her gear and then like a dress all- over it and she wrestled in only gear she didn't have the dress like you could tell Su young wasn't supposed to come out as Su young yet but you know f- f- plans change at this point we don't know what the status of kylie ray is i mean i think we do believe she's alive <laughs> uh, but like, I don't. I haven't really heard any actual news. This wasn't an impact issue. This wasn't any of that. Uh, I think impact. I mean, they gave her the benefit of the doubt, and they try to to wait for her, and and that's as much as they could could do. In my opinion, c young is is was I guess a good idea because you can, you can connect Puraso and Su-young in storyline. You can make an argument for for Su-young and Kylie Ray if she comes back. And and so I think it works that way. There's arguments to to continue like it it doesn't feel like just someone out of the blue. Uh, there are storylines that you can connect if if continuity is really that important for you so i i don't mind i was surprised that Young won uh which which kind of tells me that Purazo was supposed to lose anyway and they still wanted to keep some of the future storylines for her uh alive and and i don't know like I don't mind so young. I, I I like so young. Uh, she's not the greatest wrestler, but she's, she's pretty good depending on who she wrestles. So, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I don't know. Like it, it really, it, I think it's going to depend on whether Kylie Ray is going to be present at any of the tapings. And if she's not, is impact going to be willing to bring her back? Uh. I'm sorry, but you do not jeopardize uh, a pay-per-view match and not expect consequences, you know? I mean, I don't know the reasons. It may be, like, a serious problem for her, but uh, it's just something that everyone has to deal with, you know? Like, it it, it sucks, but Impact, I think, has the right to, to say, like, hey, like, I mean, we can bring you back, but, like, we cannot give you a pay-per-view match again, you know. Or at least not at this level. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Like, there's there's no point in speculating or, or talking about anyone at this point. Like, we'll have to wait for the news. Um, and right before the main event, we had the announcement that the Knockouts Tag Team titles are going to come back. Uh, this is something that I've been pretty much thinking about for a couple of months now because Impact does have like a really strong female tag team division right now. Uh there's no tag team division but pretty much every female wrestler in Impact has a tag team partner. So you may as well, it's okay. You don't have to hire more people, but if you do, that's awesome. I mean, so all in all, I think it's okay. It gives more it gives more stuff for the women to do other than Undead Realms shit and stuff like that, you know? So uh, I'm all for it. But let's go into the the main event. This was Eric the Defenga against Rich Swine. A uh, fantastic, fantastic match. Uh, it felt like a, a pro wrestling NOAH match, just working the limbs and everything. The story here was that uh, Swan dominated early on, but then he was dropped on his head, on the apron. Um, and so Eric Young took advantage, and he just started working neck, like just viciously until Swan made a comeback and won with the Lethal Injection and Phoenix Splash combo. It was just like a great heel versus babyface dynamic. I I really, really enjoyed this match a lot. It went about, I don't know, like, between 20 and 30 minutes. I I didn't really count the time, but it was just, like, really, really good stuff. Um, Easily the match of the weekend, for sure. (laughs) Uh, No doubt about it. And it was just, you know, like, the babyface who came back from injury just winning and defeating, like, one of the biggest heels of the year. I don't know. It was just fun. Like there's not much to say you 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 really need to go watch it this is one match that i really i will recommend you go watch um because it's totally worth it and it's just it's just really nice to see swan get his due and eric young like to be able you know to to perform at this level uh in the main events of a pay-per-view uh so it was really fun. So that was a show. It was a short show. I mean, it's three hours, but overall, it felt like a short show because there was not a lot of wrestling. Like I said, ups and downs. The ups were really, really good. And the downs were Moose versus CC3. <laughs> Pretty bad. Uh, so I wouldn't tell you to go watch the whole show, but I would tell you go watch the main event. And if you're still feeling like watching more, watch the tag team match. The, the tag team title match. Those were pretty good. And that was Bound for Glory. And Bound for Glory leads today into the Impact Traffic Report. Welcome everyone to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling from October 27th. This was... um. It wasn't a really eventful show. Uh, it's one of those shows where it feels like nothing really happened, but actually a lot of things happened. Uh, as a fallout, I thought it was kind of weak because uh, it didn't really, I don't know, like it didn't feel like continuation of a lot of things. But let's let's go through it uh, really quickly. The show opened with Eric Young and Rich Swann brawling. Uh, Eric Young wanted his rematch, and so uh, Swan just gave it to him and pinned him like in five minutes. This felt totally like trying to get the rematch clause out of the way as soon as possible so they can continue with whatever they're going to be doing. And I mean, that's, that's, that's good for them. Uh, uh, I, I didn't mind it, but at, since the Bound for Glory match was so good, I didn't see the point of just rushing to this. You could have just gotten a good main event for whatever week upcoming, you know. So, I mean, whatever. Uh, it's it's done. <laughs> we, we went into uh, just a quick confirmation that James Mitchell has been indeed revived to officiate the Rosemary and Bravo uh, wedding that is taking place at the end of the show. So, whatever. I mean, I think at this point we all knew that it was going to happen. I don't know why we had to see it. We had a little skit where all the, um, the knockouts were gathered outside Scott DeMorse, um office trying to get information about the revived knockouts tag team titles. Uh, the only news here is that there is going to be a tournament that starts in three weeks. And obviously all the, the knockouts are involved. This kind of led to Jordan Grace and Alicia Edwards starting a team. In which Grace doesn't seem to be like super excited about it. But she she just wanted to back up Alicia, you know, as, just for being a good person. We had Tommy Dreamer defeat Brian Myers in a hardcore Halloween match. There was nothing Halloween about this other than Dreamer still wearing the road wire animal face paint and spikes from Bound for Glory. Uh, I guess he's just like trying to get as many matches out of the haircut, uh, as possible. This was, uh, as a weapons match, it was kind of weak. Uh, there was nothing really like newsworthy as a match. It was pretty weak because Tommy dreamer pretty much sucks at this point. It all just kind of led to the surprise of Swoggle who was hiding in a trash can coming out and Turning on Brian Myers, leading to Dreamer hitting a, a belly driver through a table for the pin. Um, this was it was okay, like it was filler match, but it was just like at the same time waste of time. I do hope that at this point this feud is over because it's been terrible. Mm, I don't know why Dreamer is defeating Myers, like. I don't know why Dreamer is defeating anyone <laughs> in 2020. Uh, like, Brian Myers, he's not, like, an amazing wrestler, but he's he's a good hand. Like, I don't know why you would use him to put over Dreamer, of, of all people. But like I said, hopefully this whole thing is over uh, for the sake of Brian Myers. Uh, we had an interview with Rhino and Heath. Rhino said... Uh, they are thinking about changing the tag titles so that's a good change of a pace for the call your shot Uh, but they said that before that they gotta go sign Heath's contract Uh, uh, nothing really here other than I guess he's still not officially in the promotion so I am praying they don't extend that stupid storyline uh, again we had Reno's Scum and Hernandez finally catch up to Falaba. Uh, this was a waste of time because it's, it's going to lead later on to another skit that doesn't solve anything, but pretty much Falaba told him that he didn't have the money that Bravo has. And then later on, we're going to see Bravo tell Falaba that Hernandez came looking for him and that he told him that he didn't have the money that Falaba has. So I. This just is just it's just stupid. I don't know why we're extending this more than it needs to. Uh, like, just give us follow-up follow-up versus Hernandez. Like, it's gonna be a bad match anyway. So you know, let's just get it over with. I don't know why they're extending this, like at all. We had Triple Excel, uh, Ace Romero, and Larry D defeat the Rascals, Desmond Xavier, and Zachary Wentz. Uh. <clears throat> I kind of feel like (laughs) this match takes place every other impact. So at this point, like, I don't mind it because they're good teams. But at the same time, it's like, uh, again, this time around Triple XO won. And I mean, good for them. Uh, Hopefully they do something with them because like the Rascals win matches, but they're never in the title contention. So I have no hopes at this point for Romero and Laird. But overall, it was a it was an okay match. Yeah, I it was okay. Yeah, there's really nothing to say about it. Uh, Scott the So this was, oh man, I, I'm starting to, to get annoyed just recapping this whole thing. Uh, Dion Perasa, Kimberly, and Barrister R.D. Evans are with Scott the in a meeting, and they're threatening to sue Impact. Uh, either sue Impact or give the title back to Diana Perraso, like, pretty much stripped too Young from it. And, and Scott Amor is kind of, like, uh, reluctant. He just, he... For, for some reason, Scott Amor just is now in every fucking show, and he is, like, uh, being the guy that's, like, stressed about work, but, like, like he has comebacks against everyone, and... It, it is slowly starting to get on my nerves. Uh, but anyway, this... This led to them going to the ring... To where Scott explained... Everything that's going on, pretty much. And then... Puraso, Kimberly, and Berser, R.D. Evans came out of the ring, too. And pretty much repeated the same thing. That that they're gonna sue unless they don't uh, like either give the title back to purasso or they're gonna sue uh evans try to make like an argument like hey like we could save a lot of money and time and problems to impact if you just make the title change and then scott the more played the same card and said like hey purasso like you know what like you can get your your rematch next week or you can wait like months before uh we finish the court thing and you finally get your title and so Purasa just decided to get the rematch, which she already had the rights to. So we spent about, I don't know, like 15 minutes or so just going around in circles to get to the same end that we were going to get to anyway. So I, I was annoyed at this because it, it really felt like, this this thing definitely felt like, it didn't have to be this long. You don't have to make this whole thing about getting a rematch. I mean, r- really, like, Puroresu just needed to come out and say, like, "Hey, I won my title rematch because uh, I wasn't prepared to fight too young, but now I am, or whatever." Right? That's it. Like, I don't know why they extended this so much. Uh, we had an, uh, an update from Alex Shelley and Chris Haven, uh Shelley said that he is hurt and that he will be hurting for a while, so he will take a break. Saban said that once they are healthy again, they'll be coming back for the titles. Triple Excel interrupted them and pretty much said they deserve to be the number one contenders. Uh, and took out Shelly, so this is a good move for Triple Excel, and it is a proper argument to take out Shelly for a while but again let, let's see how far they can go if like it seems like the direction right now is the north and the good brothers so let's see how far triple XL will actually go because if, if saving like it's if Shelly's not there to team with saving like it's not even uh a few you can do like triple XL versus emergency machine guns anyway so we'll we'll see where it goes um I don't know like, I mean good for Triplexel. That's that's the best thing that I can do right now. <laughs> uh we had this was this was interesting. Uh we had Rich Swan, the Rascals and Willie Mack just like chit chatting in the back and Moose walked up and said that he was a real champion because he was a TNA world champion, blah blah blah. Same so sure shit he's been saying for months. But he did talk enough trash to Swan that Swan wanted to fight um, so the rascals pretty much like pulled swan away while willie mac stood up to moose so we are going to likely get willie mac versus moose at one point but there's already seats being planted for moose versus rich swan which uh that sounds like your hard to kill january pay-per-view match title versus title um and moose finally wins the big one. I think that's the right direction. So, it I, I didn't mind this, but the cool thing here is that Swan kept like just walking after the he was taken away, and, and stumble upon Sammy Callahan and Kim Shamrock, who also like gave him like ugly eyes. <laughs> they they exchanged some words, like irrelevant words, but. uh, it made it seem like Swan has won and suddenly you have a, a rogue of villains coming after you. Uh, especially like right now, Eric Young, Moose, and, and Sami Callahan. So I, I like that. I found it was good. It, and it probably does set up a, a couple of title matches down the line. Uh, we got another recap for Ken Chambrock's Hall of Fame induction. We saw videos from Bass Rudin, Shell Sonnen, Britta Hart, Errol Holwani, McFoley, and The Rock. So all in all, it was just good. We, we had a little skit with the North and the good brothers talking shit to each other and coming to blows. So like I said, I think that's, that's going to be the direction for the tech titles for a while and probably to the good brothers, defeating the North for the titles. Uh, I don't know when, but probably soon. Uh, we had a little skid with Rohi Raju, who was hosting a party for himself, but only Jimmy Jacobs happened to show up, and Jacobs brought up that TJP had the one match, but Raju, like, kicked his way into it, though the win. And so, Rohi was, like, pissed off and, and kicked out Jacobs. Again, this... If this is your fallout from for Glory, that is a weak fallout. Like, You may as well hold off the celebration for next week and do something bigger with TJP and Chris Bay and someone like that. Actually interacting with Rohit and setting up something. Uh, We had uh, Kira Hogan and Tesha Steel's defeat Jordan Grace and Alicia Edwards. This was pretty much like to start. This wasn't like tournament match, but it was start to like Give us more, uh, more tag teams in the Knockouts division. Jordan Grace and Alicia Edwards. The the story here is that it doesn't seem like Grace enjoys working with Alicia. It it looks like Alicia uh, does whatever she wants to do, and Grace is kind of like trying to like I don't know like get a direction on the match. So they had a lot of miscommunication, uh, and it led to Jordan being. Uh, taken out and Alicia getting pinned. So I unfortunately can totally see this as being the dysfunctional, uh, tag team that makes it to the final finals. I hope not because <laughs> I do, I didn't like this tag team at all. Uh, but I don't know. I can, I can totally see it. <laughs> we saw a moose jump Willie Mack in the parking lot uneventful, but again, it said subs a-, a match. We saw a little skit with Taya trying to warn Rosemary of of Bravo becoming like a bit of a lunatic. But Rosemary was like, I mean, that's cool. I don't I don't mind. And then we finally got into the wedding. To the big wedding of Rosemary and Johnny Bravo. Uh everyone's wearing costumes. Father James Mitchell was there. The the wedding itself actually went like uneventful like nothing happened they said their vows; they were okay they they no one interrupted they said i hey, do and everything everything was okay but right before they're about to kiss the lights go out the lights go up again and someone has shot johnny bravo <laughs> so it does seem like we're going to be running a who shot mr burns storyline with johnny bravo I don't know what to expect from this. It may be amazing, or it may be just like the worst thing in the world. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Like, it sounds like you're perfect, um, in between pay-per-views storyline since they, they don't, they don't have a pre-period till January. So we'll see where it leads to. It's probably gonna be a lot of comedy. Um, I enjoyed James Mitchell a lot. He, he was fantastic, Uh, but that was it. Like, like I said, it was a, it was an uneventful show. Like a lot of things happened, but nothing felt important. Um, I think as I review it, (laughs) I, it it sounded worse than my original thoughts. (laughs) So I don't know, like that's, this is a problem with impact sometimes that right after the pay-per-views they don't exactly have anything immediately to bird to build into so they take their time and start doing you know your your wrestle houses and all that stuff and experiment so it's really easy to fall into just doing nothing uh important and i think that this is one of those episodes so uh, a pretty like it wasn't a good Fallout, sure for sure, and that's gonna make it for this week. Um, I kind of hoped to make it uh, shorter, <laughs> but it ended up being the same length. I'm I apologize for that, but I do thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you made it all the way to the end, um, for remember to to find your your podcasts on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, like subscribe. Leave a review, whatever is appropriate to whatever place you are listening to. You can go to wrpxpodcast.com. You can go to DWRevolution on Twitter uh, for every update. And that is going to make it for this week. See you later, my friends. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.